How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going swell. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You're just a little bit swollen. Yeah. <laughs> and some bruising. <laughs> Minor bruising, yeah. It's, um, that's how people prefer to eat bananas. Jake beats me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we said we wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> uh Speaking of um, getting beaten, um, Fear 3 is the game for some reason we're talking about this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. It was, I feel like, a nostalgic pick for you because you're like, I remember the Fear series. Yeah. And Fear 3 has multiplayer. So we ended up getting around to playing that mm-hmm. over the course of... <laughs> two sessions, two it or three two sessions. Yeah. It was like two days, but it yeah. wasn't. They weren't connected in any way. It's a ter- not a terribly long game. It's um not a terribly fun game. No, not really. It's not a terribly. It's a terrible game. <laughs> right. We usually we wait till the end of review, but we figure we'll just get it out of the way up front. I mean, this is a new format because we've always talked about like, hey, I really enjoy this game. Yeah. And we don't talk about what the game is. We just like go into it for ten minutes. We're yes. like. Oh, this is a first-person shooter, if you don't know the name. Anyway, uh-huh. and then we keep going. Yeah. But this is something that it wasn't bad, but I would say at no point was it good. Yeah. It's uh, it's not like a particularly recent game. I don't care enough about it to look up when it came out, but it was probably around like 2013, 15, something like that. Um, previous listeners will realize that that's a huge fucking statement from Jake <laughs> because... <laughs> Every time I'm like, Jake, it doesn't matter. Like nobody gives a shit when things came out. He's like, Well, I'll just I'll just put in the notes anyway. And then yeah. you always read it. Always. And you mm-hmm. go for every game. So if you're not doing it for this one, that's really saying something. Yeah. It's it's disappointing on like multiple layers for me because I played the um the previous games and I really enjoyed them. Um I did some like I was gonna say amateur YouTube work, but that actually is lending myself too much credit. It's actually you just posted like, on YouTube, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I'd throw a throw a, a logo down in the corner, and be like, "Yeah, that's me," you know, whatever. Um, I like had I've done that since like Need for Speed Carbon, which came out like forever ago. Made like a stint of ve- of uh, videos, as many like fifteen year olds do, mm-hmm. and then like never revisited it, basically. Um, but uh, Fear was one of the games I actually. Uh, had some clips up of it was in particular the the penetrator a weapon that we'll we'll get to i guess if we would talk about the weapons but uh basically you could like shoot enemies and they'd stick them up to walls uh we'll I, get to it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i realize so i do that a lot i'm trying to change it um where i'll say like we'll get to x but then i don't know why i don't just go into it immediately basically it's a gun that pins people to walls yeah, it uh, essentially shoots railroad spikes, mm-hmm. which I feel like in any game is terribly enjoyable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it you... has a certain, uh, I was going to say viscousness to it, mm-hmm. but no. Uh, it's like a weighty yeah. nature to it. Yeah. So I I like made that video just like a short clip, mm-hmm. and I was just like, this is cool. And like Fear used to be like really cool. It was kind of pushing the bounds of what people kind of expected an fps which is the kind of game fear is um it had like really cool lighting like it was one of the first games where you could like shoot a uh, 
a lamp or something on the ceiling and it'll like spin around and okay it had like dynamic lighting and stuff and uh that was sweet and then um the ai also was uh well received because um they were smart right yeah or even if they weren't smart this is this is interesting this actually has nothing to do with fear three but we don't care about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh, uh they gave the impression of being smart technically if you go back and you just kind of analyze it mm-hmm. because what they would do is they're like these replicants just like clone soldiers you fight them in all of the fear games um but they'll call out uh where you are and they the programmers and the um the de- designers came up with so many lines for them to do these call outs mm-hmm. that it makes them seem more aware it makes their ai seem better even if it's largely just take cover push forward take cover push forward They'll call out like he's behind the potted plant or he's next to the elevator door or, you know, something like that. And you're like, but I'm next to the <laughs> elevator door. Oh, no. <laughs> That's me. It's it's cool, though, because um, even without like massively improving the, the AI, uh, it gives the suggestion that the enemy is adapting to everything you're doing. And that's enough to draw people in. Yeah, I think just a little bit more... Uh, it keys you in. Mm-hmm. It's like um, you feel like you're being observed, and you have to react to it. Yeah. Versus just kind of like breaking down a shooter, going, "Oh, this is their path. Mm-hmm. I'll just aim for where their heads are going to be. If they crouch, it's probably about here. Yeah. I can probably throw in a grenade when they're clustered behind this thing after I shoot them to force them in the cover. Mm-hmm. Type thing." It kind of like it gets in your head a little bit because you're describing like your standard gameplay. You're like, oh, I'll crouch behind cover. I'll wait for them to pop, shoot them, do whatever. But then you crouch behind cover and they call out, he's behind the boxes. And you're like, oh, crap. Like they know I'm here. Like, are they going to throw a grenade? And meanwhile, like Snake is in the box going, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Shoot the box. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, um, yeah, it it was really fear one was really kind of innovative in that space, and it was actually scary, which is another thing like fear three doesn't have. <laughs> so was it like an atmospheric, yeah, like horror shooter? Mm-hmm. And like, so my go to example for spooky games because I don't play many yeah. would obviously be Amnesia. Mm-hmm. So what do they do to make it spooky? I think it's um kind of a so they do have a couple traditional jump scares, um, but they they place them somewhat intelligently. I actually remember one of the jump scares from from Fear One, and it's um, you have to climb down a ladder, and so you're like, oh, okay, well look down, nothing there. I've already explored everything above me. You mm-hmm. know, like I know the floor I'm on. I'm just gonna climb down the ladder, and you start like climbing down the ladder, and right before the so there's like an animation where you're like going down a rung. You're putting your hand one more rung mm-hmm. down the ladder. And right before the top floor that you're, you just came off of just uh, goes out of view, uh, you see Alma's feet just standing there, like watching you go down the ladder. And then if you go back up the ladder, she's not there at all. Yeah, it's just that, hey, out of the corner of your eye, what was that? Yeah, just yeah. for a second. And the first game does that really well um, by like not overdoing it. And then also, you don't actually know anything about what's going on in fear. Or first in, first encounter assault recon. 
uh, as the full acronym is, because that's a backronym if I've ever heard one, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, she like she like liquefies your squad in fear one, um, and you can't get to them to like help them or anything. Um, she's just a little 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 girl, basically. Who's Alma, by the way? So she's a little girl. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's got long hair, and she looks like. Um, the girl from the ring she's the girl from the ring yeah, yeah it's essentially just like a, a psychic she's the girl from the ring. yeah it's <laughs> it's funny how absolutely apt it is like you're like yeah but what's the differences from Not the ring really, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> um and there is actually a point in uh in fear one where um usually anytime you see her it's always trans uh, transitory transient you see her for a short period of time. But there's one point where you have to like flip a switch and the game's like, okay, we'll put her on the opposite side of this control room you're in. Mm-hmm. And you can like see her through the glass and that'll be spooky because you can't reach her, but she's watching you. I'm like, okay, like, you know, fair enough. Relatively spooky. So I sat there and I just stared at her. She just sat there staring at me. It's like, and I looked at her and she looked at me <laughs> and she doesn't leave until you leave the room. <laughs> that was, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I like that script that he has. Just like, free me from this prison. <laughs> but yeah, those, those, like, Fear 1 is probably pretty good. I don't remember much from Fear 2. Nobody cares. This is approaching Nobody Cares. And Fear 3 is 100% Nobody Cares. But from what I can say of my experience in the Fear series, a.k.a. Fear 3. Yeah. Um it's a shooter yeah and it's it's solely based off of like the backs of the previous games Mm -hmm. because it's like hey uh it's fear three that's uh the third one in this franchise yeah but all of the plot stuff going around in it to be fair i was kind of thrown into the universe and they don't go back and be like previously on fear yeah um so everything's just kind of asinine. But even in the context of everything you've told me about Fear 1 and Fear 2, I'm like, that's still really asinine. Yeah. And I don't I don't care. You're like, I, I, I'm almost certain you've played games like this where you're like, the questions are compelling, but then you get answers and you're like, oh, well, that's dumb. And that's, <laughs> that's like the essence of fear, unfortunately. Like, it just devolves into like B tier writing and nonsense. Yeah, it's it's like somebody submitted something to a subreddit or like a, a green text in 4chan mm-hmm. and then they're like, what if this was the core skeleton for a game and we put shooting in it? Yeah. You have your main character's point man. Mm-hmm. Which who, is a great name, really. He also doesn't speak. <laughs> no. He has like a, just kind of loose facial expressions. Yeah, he looks like a budget Wolverine. I was gonna say he looks like a furrier caveman. <laughs> also accurate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like that that tough guy who shoots people. Yeah. But like because he doesn't speak and because he doesn't really emote, um, he's fucking worthless. <laughs> he's pretty freaking worthless. He's really dumb. Like conversations happen around him and at him. But he never really, he doesn't respond because it's like he hearkens from the silent protagonist in games. 
and he actually has like a backstory unknown backstory in fear one that like has very loose uh applied implications for his like identity and everything similar thing in two mm-hmm. so people are like oh he's going to develop like people are going to figure out what what's really going on like he's alma's son is basically the big reveal but you know that in fear three um you also don't care you don't care and it's, it doesn't make him better <laughs> yeah it changes nothing like his identity actually changes nothing um and i think we've moved past that like this game was made back in the mandatory multiplayer like shooter days where it's like oh better throw a co-op in that one like no people are gonna play a single player shooter and so people hate single player games (laughs) i mean it's it's not super common to see a single player fps i'd say anymore um true but like the technology has also advanced with it so mm -hmm. it's possible yeah um if you made a single player game you could still do way better than fear (laughs) three yeah (laughs) kind of the problem yeah like because we were talking about how all the leaps and bounds came from the previous series it's not strictly true they introduced new features in particular the co-op for for fear three um and all of the mechanics of the other uh protagonist uh paxton fettle um but that's about all they really really added to fear three and it actually i don't think it even looked good when it came out like it feels dated and it looks dated so i'm going to use a phrase uh and you tell me if this is correct Mm -hmm. it had the graphics and capabilities of like a prince of persia 2 yeah is that two thrones i can't remember if that's two thrones or warrior within but which was uh, the sand one? I think that's most of them. Yeah, Sands of Time are kind of the, <laughs> the core central theme of Prince of Persia. <laughs> what but, was that 2D one where you just kind of like jumped? Oh, that's the original Prince of Persia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Helped you identify that one. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it doesn't look good. No. It handles okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But. All right, I'm going to get to the meat of stuff, which is Jake was nice enough through this co-op campaign to let me play Paxton Fettle, yeah. who is the brother of Point Man, mm-hmm. who Point Man shot. In the face. In the and head. he's now like a spooky ghost, yeah, but can also still be hit by bullets. So... <laughs> also, like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get in the plot. I've got like 30 bullet points I'm not even going to touch. Uh, there's no explanation in universe for why fettle uh comes back as a specter to free point yep. man it just happens they're just like oh no we need two characters <laughs> we can have two point mans no yeah. no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> but he yeah. is he's cool like, no he's actually really fun his aesthetic is very much like the main villain from the first ghostbusters movie mm. who's the guy in the painting i forget his name i wouldn't know i don't think i've seen it ghostbusters right I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. All right. <laughs> Not that I'm like a diehard Ghostbusters fan. It's just right. um, something I grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's worth a check out. It's probably a little dated now, but great theme music. Anywho. Watch it for Halloween. <gasps> Snap. I, I ain't scared of no ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am actually very scared of ghosts. <laughs> I'm scared of racists who dress up um, <laughs> for separate reasons. Um. Hmm. 
But Fettel's whole thing is he can't use guns unless he possesses people. So, yeah. A, he can possess people. What? <laughs> which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, he can also kind of like shoot out these like bolts yeah. of psychic energy, which Zap! <laughs> does some damage. And also he has the ability to suspend people and things uh, in midair. Like a principal. Yes. <laughs> I always like how to let your jokes just fall as flat uh, as possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, Someone out there chuckled like <laughs> once and that's all I'm going for. So you have like a meter of like psychic bullshit. Mm. Uh, once that's filled, you just you pick somebody up and you can zap them while mm. they're kind of stuck there and they're kind of locked there indefinitely. Or if you have enough psychic energy, you can possess their body. Right. And Fettel does this creepy but awesome like <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, then you're in that person's body. Um, you always have a grenade, and then you have whatever guns they have. Yeah. So usually I'll go in, and then I'll kill my squad, and then I'll gun everybody down. Yeah. And then eventually, like the body will time out. But it's it makes for like much more fast and intense gameplay, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. He's and it makes me invested because you get to like do cool sneaky beaky shit. It's been a long time since I played Fettle. Does he heal when you possess people? I remember something about his health bar. Like, you take so the life of the person you're... Maybe. Mm-hmm. I've never fully understood the health system in Fear 3 because yeah. it's one of those um, red stuff's going to come in from the outside. If there's too much, yeah, you'll die. But we won't tell you where that line is. Right. If and he's like, point man, maybe his health just regenerates. I feel like over time it just kind of like, oh the blood's going back in my body <laughs> right yeah <laughs> just scoop some of that back that's, up <laughs> that's how i imagine it i don't know it's it's a whole thing it's intrinsically cool though to use people as as meat shields like psychically possess them and you're just like all right here we go he plays the opposite of point man whose superpower is the ability to slow time which while cool is like relatively common you know, in games and media at this point. Mm-hmm. And Fettel also benefits from it. So you're like, oh yeah, thanks for the time slow. Um, I'm not going to share my powers with you to a certain extent, right? Uh, and then he just gets to have two guns. That's his, that's his thing. <laughs> and he, he gets more grenades. He can like accumulate a stash of grenades. Wow, rude. But, but otherwise, superpowers are better. <laughs> yeah. It's fun because um, if there's like a certain annoying type of enemy... Um, I'll usually try and go for them. Like, oh, this person is kind of sniping in the background. Yeah. If I can get in range, I'll just be the sniper. Mm-hmm. Or if there's like somebody being a shieldy cunt, um, I'll just take them and be like, all right, Jake, I'm the wall. And I'll like <laughs> slowly move forward. That's fun. But it does make for interesting fights. Like, because um, uh, Point Man, kind of against his name, you're very much encouraged to use cover like all the time when you're playing as point man and Fettel doesn't care. He's just like, Oh, I'll just take the person behind all of them and then shoot them all in the back. And so yeah. like you, they, they do kind of like synergize. You're just like, Oh, I'm really low. You can like cover that person. It's almost always point man though. Cause Fettel's just, he's Fettel's so cool. Fettel's off doing Fettel shit. Yeah. I think like, I think you might've gone down once in the game to the like needs revived state. I went down significantly more than once. Yeah. That's definitely the character and not me. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it's fine, but um, 
a lot of times I would, I think I would pick you up while I was in somebody else's body. Yeah. It's like, oh, sir, are you harmed? <laughs> My dead squad behind me. Yeah. It Really, I think the only part of that game that I'm like, this is a fun mechanic, is going just full uh, pedal to the fettle. <laughs> which I just had to stuff that term in there. That was good. But the rest of it's kind of samey. Like, in yeah. between, like, the different... Uh, I'm going to use big air quotes here. Levels? Mm-hmm. I think like, those count. <laughs> <laughs> is that a term? Is that a term people use? Yeah. We'll coin it now. <laughs> it's like different backgrounds and settings, but um, it doesn't really change what you're doing. There's not usually different mechanics per level. Right. Um, and if there is, it's like a trope. you like, don't worry. We, we put this thing in here. Yeah. So, like every game has to have like, Oh, did you want a vehicle section? Right. Or did you want to have like the uh, the classic one that I was talking about yesterday was the oh there's like a derailed train. Yeah. You have yeah. to navigate in between parts of the train on this bridge. On a bridge. That's yeah. also kind of destroyed. Whoa. Absolutely mandatory. I think I think that's really noticeable in the game. I agree. Like um, anytime the level opened up. Like this is a pretty open area. It like harkens back to those kind of like early two thousands games where you're like, oh, open area. Okay, well, where are the health packs? Because I know there's gonna be a fight or whatever. Um, and that's that's like a hundred percent accurate here. It is pretty much go from encounter to encounter, and then occasionally have like a hallway or something so someone can talk in your earpiece, like the traditional sort of style. Yeah. Um. But I mean, like that's, you know. That's not significantly more than Goldeneye. Like, it's very core roots FPS, and not necessarily in a good way. Um, it's fine to do, but it it's not going to make or break the game. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's like your friend's building a house, and they're like, all right, we pour, poured the foundation, and you're like, okay, and like, it sets... And then they like start moving like their couch and stuff on there and like throw throw a bed down and you're like, uh I feel like there's more. And you're like, no, nah, it's fine. Like sticks an umbrella. In there. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe there should be more, you know? Yeah. Um and maybe there maybe there should have been more. Um the other thing is the game kind of has a it has like a tone problem, but that's it's existed ever since Fear One, I think. Where it's like, are we a scary game? Are we an action game? Are we a scary action game? <laughs> like, do we uh, want to pepper in humor? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And now, and maybe it was like something where it was like broken up across multiple teams, where it's kind of like it got handed off in a weird way. Yeah, it's like the Deus Ex boss fights, right? <sighs> yeah. We haven't covered that yet. Maybe I shouldn't talk about the Deus Ex boss fights, but that's that's what I think of when you talk about multiple teams. Are you are you referring to like Deus Ex Machina as a concept, or, are you or the game like specifically in Deus Ex? Yeah, um, Human Revolution is the first one, right? And then Mankind Divided, I think, was second. Yes. Yeah. Well, for the purists out there, you know what I'm talking about. I realize there's an original Deus Ex. Um, but yeah, like there's a there's a big um, tonal shift where it's like, hey, here's this, all this satanic imagery and we're like, we'll have like pentagrams and stuff and like an abnormal number of candles. That's how you can tell they're really trying, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be like a, a feng shui decision. It's like, I really want all this energy to be uh, 
funneled through this smoke cloud that's definitely generating this room <laughs> yeah it's I, I don't know why where the trope kind of started with it's just like um unsettling imagery and like blood and then like painting the walls with blood but like there's some areas in this where it's like this is way too much blood though <laughs> like i think that's <laughs> i want to say the point yeah but I feel like you can always do a lot more with a little yeah. to kind of like hint and let your imagination kind of run with it versus covering everything in blood and candles and imagery. You're like, I get it. Yeah, this is the blood candle level. Right? But maybe they're just trying, maybe it was an attempt to convey like, hey, this shit is so extreme that like no square inch was not covered. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's like even allowing for all of that though. I don't think there's an explanation in the game for why there's like blood and candles all over the place. Like, I don't think there's an end universe explanation for any of it. It's just like, this is what you should have in this, in the creepy level in the warehouse or whatever. And, um, I think, I don't know. It just doesn't contribute anything really to the game. I'm glad it's in there. And so it's not literally just corridor, open area fight, corridor open area fight but i don't know we're still we're still in the foundation <laughs> yeah the foundation didn't entirely set yeah you visit your friend's house and you're like can i have to throw out those shoes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bed's sunken into the, the actually we follow uh asian traditions if you could leave your shoes at the door that'd be great thank you <laughs> and you're like I have to throw out these socks. <laughs> also, I can't move. <laughs> I just imagine you like step in, you put your shoes to the side. They're just like, got them again. Run up, grab the <laughs> shoes. Run outside. Enjoy the house, sucker. <laughs> I want to have like one friend who has a minivan mm-hmm. where like they're just always like within like five to ten minutes. I like, call and be like, hey, did you do that thing? And they just like are there with the door open. And I just like run in and they just like, I'm like, go, go, go. Yeah, they right. just take off. It's like a GTA call pickup or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's after like I make like a bad pun, I mm-hmm. go into the van. Just into the van. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Or it's be like, I'm gonna go out and grab some uh, cigarettes quick. Mm-hmm. Books it, <laughs> books it out the door. <laughs> There's a van waiting for you to pick you up for cigarettes. Uh, it's like the red light. You're like, well, we can obey traffic laws. Right. <laughs> There's a stop sign like right outside your house or something. Just stop there every time. Are you behind like a school bus? Is like picking the kids up. You're like. oh man let's see what else does fear have technically there's there's a plot it's not good don't really care about it no it's very uh mishmashy of random shit yeah i think like they're inspired by japanese horror but it is you're squinting your eyes and i agree i agree with the eye squint um it's not a racist thing (laughs) no not in a racist way but suspicion um and i agree with the suspicion on the comment but the original like alma was inspired by this like creepy japanese girl idea and motif but like they just took it in the western horror direction which is like here's some jump scares and here's some like b-movie plot and none of it like means anything so it's hard to get attached to it um and that's that's probably that's the the box uh, review line like that's the the review line you put on the box art when you ship out the copies none of this means anything this is not can <laughs> <laughs> oh okay when you uh, accept it as is 
like there's some there's some cool ideas in it because some of the guns are like futuristic you mentioned the vehicle segments um i actually enjoyed the mechs um but it's a fun like power flex yeah the only downside is uh, you're kind of limited by the mech speed Mm -hmm. which is very slow and anytime i feel gated in a game or i have like a heavy limitation it's like hey you can be underwater and it'd be like cool but also you're slow as fuck yeah okay or it's like hey this thing you're gonna have to like resurface for air every once in a while because that's a mechanic now you're like all of the other levels didn't have this shit. Why, why are we doing this now? Right. I get why we didn't finish Subnautica. If you have to be above... If anytime you're not at the surface, it you're was, disappointed. <laughs> I literally always surface. I don't go into my base. I don't mm. have any type of oxygen generation. It's just me in the sky, baby. <laughs> I go back down. Yeah. Um, I... I, I I agree. I don't think they. I'm not going to disagree much. I think here because we're both just tearing into the game at this point. But it doesn't. The mech levels, although the mechs are cool, they don't serve any function beyond the basic turret sequence does in the RPG mm-hmm. formula, where it's just like time to flex, uh, shoot the guys, kill the guys. You're like great, you know, speeds up the pace slightly. But what you other what the other thing you said I also agree with the like the slowing down because the mechs themselves are very slow so if you're not shooting people it feels bad to just be in a mech, um, and then the game also does this whole like we're gonna throw two helicopters at you in sequence and you got to just shoot both of them out of the sky and she's like okay first one's down all right next one comes in shoot it down all right now we're good to go, um, and there's also points where you mentioned gates also. Uh, they straight up say like, "Hey, no mech beyond this point. Either the level straight up ends, or there's just a small door or something." Oh my god, the the fucking waist high, yeah, like hurdles. Where it's like, "What are you gonna do? Jump it?" Yeah, yeah, I'd fucking <laughs> figure out a way to rent my car over that shit just to have the vehicle later on. Yeah. Like, there's times where like in Halo, it's fine. Mm. Because the vehicle sequences are vehicle sequences. You're up against other vehicles and it's fast paced and it's you and whoever else in the Warthog. Right. And you're shooting down ghosts or like dealing with a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, or using the tank on the bridge. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like that feels good because like you're going the whole time and you're doing stuff. Yeah. And then at a point it's like, hey, um, this literally is not roads anymore. You're going to have to be inside buildings. So it's gated off. You're like, okay, I get it. It's plausible. And it, doesn't feel as bad as like why can't i take my mech over here or why do i have to stop to be like oh i gotta go into the control room flip the lever yeah oh the bridge is going down now thanks <laughs> pull the lever cronk um you also you, you're talking about the small barriers the worst yeah. part about it is that like space bar for pc controls is like a double-handed smash there is a melee attack like mm-hmm. on the large mechs that can be used to destroy barriers Except those. Those are those are the get out of the mech. Get out of the mech, Sanji. <laughs> it's that moment exactly. Um, but I don't know. There 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 is there's some cool ideas in it. Like we're we're kind of just yeah, lumping. Fettle. Yeah, fettle. Uh, lumping all the 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 fights together. But there are there's um, clone commander fights, which are like these big guys. They're like a meter tall. Some would say. Um if you speak that language and uh they have like these energy shields and they move around the battlefield by just like opening 
portals in reality to like move from they, one wall to another it's just one of those like if you imagine someone like casually opening a door and like walking through the doorway yeah they do that with walls but they don't open the door they just kind of like step into the wall yeah and then a second later or two they step out somewhere else they just emerge yeah yeah it's actually it's a really cool effect and i kind of wish like the player had some ability to do that in some place i have no idea how you would do it but um it's it's super cool but as soon yeah, as you... i don't know how a game like portal would do something like that right. it's like technically impossible <laughs> the problem so here's the difference though here's the mechanical difference and mm-hmm. portal at least you have the portal gun so you're like put an entrance there put an exit here mm-hmm. if you were the clone commander and you walked through the wall you're like okay where do i go and how do you signal your intent to arrive somewhere else right you're just like oh from the ether space I'll emerge from this uh, container. It should just be like random points random. you get to choose. <laughs> oh, sorry, skip to the end oh, of the game. 7-Eleven. Uh, I gotta go back. <laughs> this is definitely a wrong turn. I remember my, my dad went out for cigarettes and he stepped through a portal and he never came back. <laughs> it's the only explanation. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, as soon as as soon as you break their overshield, Fettel can actually possess them. Which is great. Yeah. Until you're in a room... Uh, because if you want to go through actual doorways, because when you're in his body, you can't face through walls. Yeah. You are actually too tall and too wide to fit through a doorway. Mm-hmm. I tried crouching, crouch jumping, running, crouching and jumping, shooting. You're, you're fucked. You're stuck in that area. Yeah. You kind of either have to wait for the body to time out or just force exit the body. <laughs> right. Which sucks. It's a, it's really unfortunate. It's a hard miss. Um, because that would have been a perfect game design opportunity to allow Fettel to, to flex. Just be like, oh, okay, you actually were paying attention. Because usually the commanders, if you kill them, they have like a self-destruct, like deus ex kill switch, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, do damage to people around them or whatever. You're like, oh, you were paying attention. You actually possess this guy. Awesome. Let's let you play with him like through the next fight. That would be great, you know. I don't think Fettel needs more fun mechanics versus point man, but it's already been proven. He has them. Let yeah. him play with it. But no, they're like, Oh, you got him. Okay. Well, I mean, jump out then. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really dumb. Like I was actively disappointed because, um, we, we called it out too. We're just like, Oh, we're going to get him low. Then you possess him, get him low, possess him. Mm-hmm. And then immediately there is a doorway. I'm like, what am I doing? You know? Like, you're actively interfering with what I thought would be fun gameplay. Yeah. That's a dumb thing to do, game. Don't do that. <laughs> so, anyways, this game hurt me deeply. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure what to add to it at this point. Yeah. It's it's like B-movie, the game, but not like B-movie. Right. Mm-hmm. A B movie. Right. According to all known laws of video game development, a game should not be able to be this bad. <laughs> no, it just seemed like they were going through and trying to check some boxes. Yeah. Um and, and it does. It's just not cohesive at all. Mm-hmm. So it it does not get a high score in my book. It's like they they ran out of I feel like you you need to have intention when you make a game if you want it to be good or like really anything right like you have to have something that's driving a reason for the media to exist other than just i need money like and even if you just need money you have to have something to bring forward and this game just really doesn't have it 
it really just felt like their whole thing was like, I'm definitely going to be free on the Epic Store at some point. Yeah. <laughs> the Epic Store didn't even exist yet. <laughs> they were playing the long game. Yeah, and I don't know. I think even even the culmination. So there's like a, there's a culmination at the end where uh, you get points. That's the other mechanic. Is you get points for uh, getting like a bunch of consecutive kills, headshots. You know, if you're point man, for just doing other things in the game. Yeah, which it does not tell you. Well, it, it does after a while. Like you get a little pop up in the corner. Hey, you killed a bunch of people. While being possessed, while you were possessing someone as Fettel, mm-hmm. uh, points. You're yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And at the end of the level, it will compare the two scores, and whoever has more points is the favorite son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't affect anything outside of like the very end of the game. You have like two plot endings. Yep. That's that's it. And even then, it's like, so I. I didn't recall exactly the ending. Usually, Fettel wins, like when we play. In this case, uh, Point Man won. But um, if Point Man wins at the end, then he kills Fettel by shooting him, which makes no sense because Fettel's already a ghost. But, but he can still be shot, <laughs> right. as I've proved by dying and getting <laughs> right. <laughs> um, usually, could take take a bullet though, so that's that's the unexplained part. The um, and then like. Uh, Alma gives birth to like a baby and uh, Point Man like coddles this baby swaddle. Something I want to call out yeah. um, because I don't expect anybody who's listening to play this Just or anybody don't. who's not listening to play this. Yeah. When the baby is like, take it, it's not like he kind of just like reaches and grabs and it's like a solid object. Mm-hmm. Uh, the baby is like fully wrapped in a towel. Yep. Like fully wrapped it's just Mm -hmm. enough space for like this is where like the face would be able to see um but that's it but it's like a solid fucking nugget (laughs) and i love it so much he just picks it up and he like kind of like one arms it like a football he's like (laughs) i and then he leaves (laughs) yep and like alma disappears um at that point the reason the only reason i mentioned that is because it will balance out entirely with fettel's ending and fettel's ending he possesses point man okay uh, which is something you can't usually do in the game because <laughs> then it's a single player game again. <laughs> but uh, possesses Point Man, um, still takes the baby, um, and then like cannibalizes Alma because he's freaking weird. I guess I don't know. Uh, and that's that's the end. But the end result is the same. Alma vanishes, like literally just poof. If Point Man wins and is like eaten, if Fettel wins. <laughs> And the baby survives in either case. So they were clearly planning, like, hey, for lore reasons, like... We gotta we, get all out of the picture. Right. And there has to be a baby. <laughs> There's always a baby. There's always a crazy psychic person. That's that's the fear motto. <laughs> um, slightly, slightly worse than Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> there also was not always a baby and a crazy psychic person, but, you know, whatever. Um... But yeah, I mean, other than a couple inspired, or not inspired, how am I going to say inspired? A couple cool sort of levels. There's like an ocean of blood that kind of happens at one point. Like while You don't go in the ocean. You just, it's nearby. Right. You don't like take a rowboat out. (laughs) Go for for a fish. (laughs) The only reason I slightly appreciated that was Metalocalypse's Blood Ocean. Yeah. Which I did actually watch. 
They didn't actually watch it. I know where <laughs> you are. <laughs> There's because I don't want to actually shout into the mic for that. Yeah. I, there wasn't that many YouTube uh, views on it, actually. And it's like official Adult Swim channel, too. So, I don't know. It's not a good clip because it's not like one of the songs from the show. Yeah. Or like a, a cool interaction, like Witty Bit. It's just like, hey, remember the part in season one or two where they like screened a dumb movie? Yeah. Here you go. It's just a very specific scene. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's basically fair. I can't think of much else that the game had that I'm missing. We only mentioned, so the only weapon we mentioned was basically the only one that's particularly special. The rest are just guns. Yeah. Have you heard of a shotgun? Mm -hmm. Have you heard of an SMG? Yeah. Have you heard of a rifle? Mm -hmm. Have you heard of a sniper? Like, is, yeah. Yeah. it's it's a shooter and it's kind of like it's funny because fear had really cool solid or like original fps mechanics and then kept those mechanics through like three games over all these years it's and all the expansions yeah exactly that's what that's what really feels like it's missing is like if this game came out in the place of fear one i'd be disappointed in the story also but like I'd be like, oh, cool. There's a bunch of like mechanics and things like that. Um, but it wouldn't have... There was barely a difference to me between Fear 1 and Fear 3. In some ways, I feel like Fear 3 actually has worse graphics. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true or not. But Oof. yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit unfortunate. And occasionally, we have to cover bad games in order to balance everything out. It's in the rules. Just like we have to have some bad episodes, you appreciate the good episodes. Right. Because you've listened to them all, right? <laughs> right. So, basically, for those keeping score, we now need to have two years of good episodes. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that far yet. Yeah. Well, we're about there. We're almost on two-year two mark. We started recording podcasts in um, January of last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if we started posting them then. It might have been closer to like March, but it's definitely closer to March or May. Yeah, but we're getting there. For some reason, people uh, continue to listen. Weird. Yeah, I think I think they're bored. <laughs> 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 hey, nothing else is going on in my life either. I get it. <laughs> um, so tangential question, because we're talking about fear a lot. Do you have any fears for yourself? Yeah, the dark. Just the dark in general? No, just the things in the dark. <laughs> are, are you going to more specifics? Oh, no, yeah. like... oh, no. It's the... Um, so, not really as an adult as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a kid, I definitely was scared of the dark. Um, I think even in the wrong mindset, I'll find myself moving more quickly out of a dark room, like as an adult. Um, but that's a rare occurrence. It's like something's unsettling okay, so me. So when you have like worked in the office late at night and like no one else is there, or you have yeah. like a deployment and you're leaving it like got early hours in the morning. And the yeah. only thing that's on is like the exit sign. Mm-hmm. Even though I've like, I know the space I've been here for years type thing. I'll still be like, getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like trying to be snap or snippy either yeah. with like other things in the dark. Cause that's the actual, the the scary part of the dark isn't the darkness itself you it's just the, the idea you're like oh maybe something is there you're like okay that's the first step to being scared of the dark is that question like um and it's 
yeah, that's basically where my mind went as a kid. I was just like, oh, it's darkness. That's fine. No, it's the things in the darkness that could be there. That's what's, that's what I'm scared of. Um, and just that idea kind of expands. As an adult, I don't know. Um, I guess apathy. <laughs> and, You're afraid of apathy. Is yeah, that... yeah. I guess more afraid of like being so comfortable that I don't take risks anymore or like change anything um that's probably the closest thing as an adult also that, that hit just too close to home so <laughs> I'm like, Oof. also elections pretty scared of elections yeah. <laughs> just in general not the people involved who could be elected just the act of putting jake you're gonna vote no <laughs> what do you know <laughs> who told you uh i don't know though what about you? Um, you can answer for kid and adult too. It's probably like the same type of stuff. Yeah, definitely just uh, the dark in general. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, so like my bed has always been positioned in a way where it would be in the corner, yeah. so I have less less sides to worry about because nothing can come up between the wall and the bed, as that is a very tight space. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so we're safe there. Um, so usually I will sleep and I still do that now so I can like view the door. Right. Now there are times like where I'll shift on my side. I'm just like, I don't care if something's going to come up and kill me in the middle of the night. I'm not going to say I've had a great run, but like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, but one thing that unsettles me about this apartment is usually I like to have the AC on. So we'll keep it at a nice coolish temperature, which Mm -hmm. makes it easier for me to fall asleep. Right. But it'll toggle on if it's like, Oh, I should probably add some more cool air to get that temperature back down. Yeah. So like the fan will come on and then I'll hear like the door move a little bit. Like someone's yeah. jiggling the handle. Yeah. yeah. That was very unsettling. Yeah. And I got used to it though. But then I started noticing that like after the air shut off, there was a bit of like a vacuum. So it moved the door back. Right. But there would be no airflow afterwards. Like, Oh, it's the air turning on. Mm-hmm. So I just hear like the door move. and I'm just like, Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but it's that like i feel safe because i'm in my own space mm-hmm. but at the same time safe space it's i've not lived here that long it's yeah. dark i don't know yeah it's been a little while now i'm just glad you haven't like seen any like footprints in the carpet or anything that i might have left behind while <laughs> playing with your door <laughs> <laughs> yeah Good night, Jake. Yeah, good night, dude. I'll let myself out. Don't worry. I shoot the door closed. You're just sitting at the bottom of the steps, like just waiting. Just crouching. Wait for it. Yeah. It's going to be fucking epic. Um, yeah. Outside of that, it's like there's some things I just I don't like as much now mm. I've gotten older. Yeah. Um, I'm still not crazy about heights. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something I can get through. But, like, the older I get, like, that that fear sense, I don't have that young, like, carefree mindset anymore. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad I did skydiving when I did, because I could definitely not do it now. Yeah. Because I'd be like, mm-mm, too fucking high. I've been pretty bad with heights, at, like, above medium height. I've been... <laughs> above but, medium height. Well, so what the is reason, medium height? The reason I say that is, like, 20 feet up, something like that, on a bridge, something like that, that's fine. Like, higher than that, or... Uh, less of a sense of security in yeah, the air. That's um, a big thing. That's the thing that that really gets me. Um, I also realized how like much 
my previous answer was kind of like a cop-out. So I'd, I'd like to replace my answer as a child with hell, which uh, uh, really actually terrified me as a kid because religious upbringing and whatnot. Yeah, it's meant to be like this larger than life. Like this is the worst thing in the yeah. world, but it's not really in the world. It's just this own separate thing where it's pure torment and everything. Yeah, it's hard to hard to put like a positive spin on it, really. Yeah. What's funny is like, I don't know. I'll save some of this for the religion episode, which obviously we'll eventually have. But dude, that yeah. would be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, I would. I would do it totally. I mean, because we both grew up as a churchy boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, choir boys. I think is the term for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I couldn't couldn't carry a tune. <laughs> yeah, saved you that. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking out for me. Oh man, but yeah, it's um. I thought about it a little bit. That was that was definitely more scary than anything else, just because of um, trying to push you in. I don't. I think it is. I think it is trying to push you towards you know salvation. In that case, fire and brimstone is one of the oldest kind of theologies of the church, and I was definitely afraid of that as a kid. Um, but you could save that story for a more uh, appropriate episode. People can opt out of it if they want to. I mean, they could opt out of any of them. But. At any point, you can, you can stop. Don't tell them that. You can't stop. Right. Otherwise, you'll go to hell. Right. That's that's the qualifier. Oh, man. Thanks, God, friend of the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope so. We're doing all right so far, you know, coming up coming up on two years. It's pretty good. Pretty good run. God usually shuts these things down. <laughs> so a slightly different question. Uh, what has been a time where you were really afraid? Not necessarily like you had like a static fear of like, oh. I don't like this idea, but something happened. You're like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Maybe something caught you off guard or just like a an mm. event scenario. Interesting. Which um, is the same as an event. So, oh, actually, I, I know a good one. This is, uh, it, this is something I'm not super... I'm not proud of it all, I guess. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I really liked paintballing with, or I liked the sport of paintball. was super interested in doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had like a, a youth group, the safest group you could like possibly go with, uh, out like to the mountains to play paintball. And, uh, I was like excited for this. I had my, uh, my, my paintball gun. It wasn't like absolutely top of the line, but it was pretty good. I had the paint, I had everything I needed had the mask and i was like sweet finally going to have this fun with all my friends and then like we started and we kind of like shot back and forth almost like behind trees things like that i shot at some people they shot at me uh somebody got tagged i kind of like snuck around go up behind them on top of the mountain basically yeah. and cover Intense. and um i uh, got relatively close to this guy and started firing at him. He shot shot back like 30 feet away or something, right? And uh, I get pinned basically by, by fire. And I have like, um, um, I guess I can only really describe it as kind of like a panic attack. I have no idea why it happened like to this day. Um, but to my great shame that I carry forever, I surrendered under fire at like 30 feet i know i know so, and so sorry. and i know well <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate you, you feeling sorry but i was like terrified in like just yeah. a moment immediately after it happened i was like 
holy crap, I'm just playing paintball. Why would I do that? You know, right? But I was like, you know, a relatively young teenager. And uh, it was then that I realized that I need to be sure of my mental state and whatever I'm doing, right? And uh, kind of not get too invested in, in the moment, I guess, for that. So you're trying to enlist? You're like, what's up? <laughs> right. Yeah, I would be the the worst possible choice to enlist, I think, coming off of that. But that's something that, I don't know, I thought about it a long time. Like, on the way down the mountain, on the way back, in the years since, I'm just like, huh. I think that I probably would have just been shot by my, my own army, you know, or something like that in the military. I'd say what you got to do is you got to find this guy on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Go to his house and shoot him from 30 feet away to shoot him. <laughs> with a paintball gun to specify. I actually remember none of the people that I was with. Absolutely zero of them. Um, and uh, actually, no, that's not true. I remember literally our youth pastor, whose name was uh, Nathan, friend of the show. <laughs> but that was the time I was actually scared. And I know I was actually scared because I surrendered in freaking paintball. <laughs> Do you have a, a story like that? Did you also surrender in paintball? No. I was going to say, though, that if we had, like, a Patreon tiers, mm-hmm. one of them would have to be friend of the show. Friend of the show, yeah. That's the $0 or like mark. A, a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I should have been thinking about yeah. this in case you turned it back on me instead of paying attention to what you were saying. No, I mean, like, um, that just means I'm a really good storyteller and I can tell the, the verbose thing. I enthralled. Oh, nice, nice. This is how I learned I can make thralls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so like a brief spurts of fear is like a, like a stomach sinking feeling would obviously I'd go back to the skydiving story. Yeah. Cause that happened in waves. Mm-hmm. Cause initially like you're watching the safety video and signing up paperwork. You're like, ah, they got to do this for everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, like, you suit up and you're, like, waiting for stuff. And, like, you see other people go up in, like, the plane ahead of you. And you're kind of like, all right, really doing this. It's kind of unsettling. Yeah. Um, and then once you get on the plane, it is essentially a tuna can with wings. <laughs> and I say that because uh, the door they have is, like, a, like, slides up, slides down, kind of like a garage door. Mm-hmm but made of just aluminum foil. It's, <laughs> it seems like the weakest material. There's just like anyone who stays in the plane until we get to diving altitude will go through the procedure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like you're going up with like 12 to 14 people mm-hmm. for, for a plane that you feel like could physically carry to. Yeah. So it's uncomfortable initially, but then like you steady up and you're like, they're talking to you, trying to like see how you feel and be like, because like they do this all the time right they know that people are having like apprehension and concern but they want this to be like a fun thing so you're like you'll come back right or still want like buy footage of your time there or whatever um and then like once that was stable was good and then the door opened Mm -hmm. again aluminum foil and i was like (laughs) because you just look out it's nothing yeah and then, like, the first group goes, because I was a couple groups back. Because mm-hmm. you have, like, these, like, you're duct taped to your instructor. Right. So that they can do all the work. <laughs> Hopefully more than the um, duct tape, right? <laughs> it, no, it's it's one of those, if they fart, <laughs> if you fart, they know. Like, you're that close. <laughs> um, but, the, like, the people in front of me, like, went out, and they just kind of lean forward and then disappear. Mm-hmm. 
because obviously they see they're just falling and you're yeah. still like flying away yeah uh, but that was disconcerting and then the actual like jump like you don't look down but then you're out of the plane and then mm. you realize you're out of the plane I'm just going to pause you for a second. Is there anything worse? Because this is what all I can think about when you're in line. Yeah. Is there anything worse than being in line for something that challenges your fears? Like, because so, that's been bad for me. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the whole time you're like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen sooner now. Yeah. So, like... Um, but it, it, but it's not happening right now. If it was right yes. now, maybe I could deal with it. But it can't happen yet it's like the knowing it's about to happen yeah so like even like big slides as a kid because yeah. again not crazy about heights or like super fast things or things that make my stomach drop because it's unsettling i'm not used to it and it's, yeah ugh. um but yeah definitely did get that too in the past yeah. even log flumes i'm like i don't know guys <laughs> no but you did it though you you jumped out of that uh tin, yeah that uh tuna can that was the best walk afterwards. I'm like, solid <laughs> ground. Yeah. I I don't know. That would be a lot. <laughs> but that's like a nice story. It's not like a somebody had like a knife type thing. Right. You also overcame it in the end. So this is like, this follows the hero's journey where they're yes. challenged and then they overcome it. Whereas in my case, it's like it was challenged and then surrendered. <laughs> <laughs> but... That's okay. I've had other accomplishments in life to make up for surrendering, surrendering in paintball when I was a young teenager. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great. The, my, my main regret though, there's a rule in place that if you can get close enough to them and you can tap their shoulder, you can just tell them they're out. You can stealth kill them. Oh, that's, that's some OG shit. That's what I should have done. I descended the hill too early. Could I, could have come around above the guy? Everyone's going around in combat boots. There I was in my ninja tabi. <laughs> yeah. Naruto run at him. <laughs> Tap him. <laughs> yeah. I've thought about it since then, though. I was like, man, paintball would actually be pretty fun. Although, we haven't had the best group record of organizing activities consistently and then playing them. I would definitely shoot some people I know. <laughs> and I think it would just be like a, a fun because mm-hmm. i like the friendly rivalry right so it's fun to like let's say you're on the enemy team it'd be fun to be like all right i've known jake a long time we yeah. do the podcast together i'm definitely gonna try and shoot him specifically yeah yeah but if you shot me i'd be like oh he got me but then i would think about it mm-hmm. for like the net till the next time we go like i'm gonna get you next time type yeah. thing i enjoy that aspect of it mm-hmm. but at the same time i sure i'm sure i'd be shot once and be like i really don't want to be shot again right <laughs> Yeah, it's not like um, the uh, it's not a comfortable experience at all. Like some people, obviously, we didn't have any like douchebags that would like freeze their paintballs or other like nonsense things that cause like serious serious bruising. But you can still, depending on where you get hit, it can hurt a lot. Like I had um, a friend who got shot in the clavicle, (laughs) and it's just like you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Don't remember much about him. He had a spider paintball gun, though. That was the brand. Oh, yeah. I remember spider brand. Mm-hmm. I remember when... Because kids in high school initially got into Airsoft, which we did a lot. Right. Which is, like, fun. Because you just find someone who has, like, woods nearby. And you're yeah. like, let's go. And you you have fun for, like, until you run out of ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are, like, pellets, though, right? I didn't... didn't yeah, they're, them. like, small BBs. Mm, okay. But they're all done with, like, a compressed air yeah so like my thing you had to like double pump it and it was 
I never had upper body strength. I did for like six months, four years ago, and yeah. that was great. And mm-hmm. I need to go back to the gym. Um, but like you pump it, and then I tried shooting it, and I feel like at 30 to 40 feet, mm-hmm. it would hit something if your aim wasn't bad. Yeah. But it would kind of be like... Yeah. It wasn't nearly as bad. Yeah, it wasn't meant to have like impact or shoot through anything besides an aluminum can at 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like one of the upsides to paintball is it's more obvious when you get tagged. Um, not all the time. You depending didn't on what hit me? I'm like, dude, you're covered in paint. <laughs> yeah. So literally uh, back to youth pastor Nathan. Yeah. He had like this freaking fluorescent paint and he was, uh, he was like the cool youth pastor. I put that in quotes, uh-huh. you know, like, cause everyone knows like if you grew up in the well, church. Well, he was the younger one. Right? Yeah, exactly. Related with the kids more. Exactly. He's like, you know, the one's fine with people setting up PlayStation, all this other stuff. He had like a wrist bracelet and he's like, he would kind of like lean forward in his chair and be like, all right, guys. So I think this psalm is really talking about. Yeah. He's the person who's like, sex is okay. Just make sure it's in your marriage. Then it's great. You know, it's like he's that guy, right? <laughs> and, um, but yeah, he had this freaking like fluorescent paint. So he'd like shoot people and then point at them and be like, you're out. <laughs> he'd call other people out. Usually it's your responsibility uh, to call out when you get hit. You just say, I'm hit. Raise your arm and you're done. I sat in it. Yeah. <laughs> on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's the paintball story. That's the skydiving story. It's more impressive than water diving. We could just share random stories. That could be an episode. This is all I have. <laughs> this is all I was provided with when like my standard template was printed out, printed out, and I came into existence at twenty years old. I was just like, like, here's one memory. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> Everything else is Groundhog Day for Jake. I have to be like, Jake, we do a podcast together. <laughs> yeah, right. Message me night of. I'm just like, oh, geez. <laughs> Throws backpack on. But yeah, I think that's fun. Let us know if you want to hear uh, more uh, life stories. I can make stuff up. It's fine. Dave has real memories. Um, I can find some stuff on the internet. Um, but as always, thank you guys for listening to the soapstone you can reach out to us with your feedback at soapstone podcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast automatically goes to https for security so you don't have to feel afraid yeah oh that's good I like that oh i was making a tie back here regardless. <laughs> all right well we'll see you in the next one have a good night